Welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast, the place to get all your children gardening ideas, makes and questions answered. This podcast is sponsored by the School Garden Success Plan, so if you're a teacher or parent that want to get your local school growing their own and caring for wildlife, then the School Garden Success Plan is just for you. We give you all of the equipment, all of the lesson plans, all the way from January straight through to December, and most importantly, teacher support forever, all for the fantastic cost of 499 Then you need to head to schoolgardensuccess.co.uk. That's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk to get your school gardening this year. That Liz knows what she's doing, listening while cooking tea. Sometimes I just spend hours just listening to this on loop. Beto's got it right. Chippy tea. Chippy tea tonight. I might have dominoes. I might. Bad to have a family meal for one. Dude, you're right. I'm fine, mate. I'm absolutely fine, mate. You're always getting straight in. At the, and I've got a helicopter going. I don't know if you can hear. I've got a helicopter going over me. Else, it's not mine. Um, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah. You I'm in, the, in the garden as we speak. Knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I'm um, having a look in the green eggs before I have to do any work. What? What, are you, why, what are you going to do tonight in this sun, this beautiful sunshine? Well, I've got. Um, Aubergines to prick out. I've got, um, and then there's aquilegia, uh, tomatoes. Oh, I've got loads, loads and loads of stuff. Chilies. Oh, yeah. Well, my chili. Yeah. My chilies, Stu. My chilies are not doing very well this year. Well, I know a man that can sell you a few. Well, there we go. We could do that. <laughs> it's a dear drive to pick up a one-pound chilli plant, isn't it? It is, but it'd be better than what I've got at the moment. Me and Olive sowed some chilies maybe three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, and nothing. Should have listened to Mr. Suggett and sown them early. I uh, know, you know, I don't like. Usually, I don't like to sow them that early, but um, maybe I should. No, have I know to what him. you mean. Maybe I know I what you mean. 
How's things been to do? I owe you a phone call. I feel like I apologise every time you come on the show, but I owe you a phone call from last week. I apologise. That's, that's all right, mate. That's blame, all right. Blame Suggett. Sort of, yeah, blame Suggett. Yes, that's fine. Um, yeah, been really busy at work. The teachers are beginning to panic now. They've seen their shopping trolleys and how much work they've got to do. Oh. Um, I've had one come, not groveling is the wrong word to use. No, groveling is the right word to use. Yeah. Um, what shall I do, Mr. Jackson? No, nothing to do with me. I've given you the, I've given you the resources. Up to you. Oh, you're giving them nothing. You're giving them no advice at all. They're on their own. I'm trying not to. Oh. I'm oh. willing to sell them some plants. So <laughs> <laughs> much for charity, of course, for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. Uh, the whole point is to get the kids involved. Yeah. Do the same as I do. I am helping, obviously, reception because that's where I work. Cause that's where my heart is. Um, so reception's hanging basket is going to look amazing. Oh, well, that's lovely. What's everyone going to do? Do you have you got any ideas of what people are putting in their shopping trolleys? All I know is class one has got nasturtiums, um, sweet peas, some chives. And some Swiss chard at the moment. Is there any like sort of theme to this sort of show garden? No, no, no. They can do whatever they want to do. That was the whole point. Let the kids decide what they want. So if they turn it into a rocket, great. If they turn it into a, you know, a bus or a tank or whatever, it's up to them. Wowza. So, and the whole idea is to grow 360. So to use as much as they can. So I've even supplied the compost. Oh, matey. Check you out. Yeah. So they've got everything. All, you know, they all know I grow plants. <laughs> they all know I sell for charity. They want to go down to the local garden centre and be ripped off. That's completely up to them. Well, you sound, you like, you sound like a proper businessman there. <laughs> well, they were given by Paula when Paula left the school. Every class had a packet of sunflower seeds and a packet of wildflower seeds. Yeah. So they got no excuse. They could sow wild fleshies all over it, you know. It feels like so they got no challenge. no excuse. Yeah, it's a proper challenge. So hopefully it'll work. Oh, I love so, that. So you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. We learn from it. But um, I'm sure if I'd have given them all a basket, it'd have been done. It's just shopping trolleys are quite bigger than you think. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, um, oh, like I said last time, mate. I love the idea. I think it's brilliant. How's everything yeah. else going in the school gardens? School gardens good. So um, the, the, our class art gardens obviously immense because they've done it, and um, the veggie pot is just overflowing with stuff. Is it? So that's got to come out and go in the ground, and then we will start again in the veggie pod. Well um, so I might sort of start f- sowing some flowers with them because most of the stuff they've done so far is veggies, so and oh, herbs. So right. I might do some flowers with them now, and then get that make the school look a bit pretty. So especially if everybody else fails to get with their shopping trolley. how's your challenge going because you're doing a pallet challenge aren't you school pallet challenge yeah I'm going on tour next week around all the schools that are part of it and um, it's funny actually you say you say you're sort of letting them get on with it one of the things um, so you might know this this seems to be a big thing at the moment that I mean it's a big thing every year I suppose but next week is year six sat tests right yeah so obviously I'm going on tour smack bang in the middle of year six tap test. So thankfully a lot of the head teachers have been very kind to me and um and made space for me. But I was speaking to Olive's head teacher the other day. She's absolutely lovely. She's an awesome head teacher. 
yeah and i was like come on you've got to make it happen and i was like look you even if i come in and um help do it with the class and she's like oh no 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 i don't want you to do it for them i want them to do it themselves i was like okay <laughs> okay so it's like a bit of, yeah it's a great it's a, it's a it starts a juggling act to try and go on tour during the middle of um yeah. year six sat test but good on all the head teachers but yeah so the be- raised bed so basically i'm going on tour next week and we're we're visiting all the schools um and getting the kids we're doing some lessons and some assemblies about the the show gardens and then Fantastic. they'll sit and design them and hopefully get some plants they all get a 30 pound voucher up this way mate we're very generous this way oh very generous i know right? I've, I've got a, a friend of mine is giving, donating a book for a competition i'm doing with the kids in the village and i'm really grateful well Lucky that who's that? Who's that? Well, it's a very nice chap. He wrote a lovely book about how to get kids gardening. I don't know if you know him. Yep, I forgot I said I'd let you have that, but yeah, <laughs> crack, crack it, cracking book. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And I've um, mine got a couple more prizes as well. So nice work. So I've got, yeah, well, let's just get the kids interested in the village, you know. For yeah, it, that's, it, it's just about, I think, if you can get them in the garden and get them once they got that bug, it's great. Away they go, innit? Away they go. Actually, yeah. I'll ring you tomorrow. I've got, I have got some other prizes I might be able to give you. So, um, oh, I'll speak to you tomorrow about it. Okay. Well, I will go because then Suggs can ring. Or is Mr. Beddoes back from Spain? He can ring. Probably. How do you say hello in Spanish? Hola. Um. Yeah, something like that. I, I should know. I should know. My daughter does Spanish. I should know. We've got a guest uh, tonight. No, We've got a guest on the show tonight as well. So stay tuned for that. Okay, I will. So brace yourself. As always, uh, Mr. Jackson, thanks so much. And um, I will call you tomorrow. Okay, mate. That, that you is take a, care. a skinny jean gun, I promise. It doesn't really mean anything, but you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll speak to you later, mate. <laughs> See you later. Bye bye. Bye. There is he. I can't. I don't, can I? There he goes. There he goes, everyone. Um, welcome to the Teacher Pairing Garden Club podcast. Everyone, every listener that's listening out there on Podcast World, and to you if you're listening live, thanks so much for listening live. I, although I feel like it could be a quite like I can't remember last time we did the show, um, it feel like it was darker, I feel like it's very bright. Although I am doing it an hour early as well, six o'clock to eight p.m. tonight, two hours of gold. And tonight on the show, coming up at about 7 p.m., very excited, head teacher Dave McPartland is coming on the show. Uh, you may have seen Dave. He, he was on, randomly, Britain's Got Talent with his uh, primary school. Um, he's also was the, I think if you watched me on the, um, what was I on? BBC Teach at the start of the year then uh, you would have seen he's also one of the presenters on there as well who presented that. So, um, yeah, Dave's coming on. Uh, we're talking about uh, school life and gardening uh, and everything around that too. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's coming up at 7pm or about 45 minutes if you're listening to the show. Let's have a look. Comment if you're about tonight. I'd love to hear from you. 0742-357-4520 as well if you want to call in um two uh let's have a little look in the comments mr suggett says objection hearsay um 
I must be saying I said earlier. JJ's in the house. Evening, JJ. Uh, Liz, like I say, is cooking tea. Uh, Beto says, my plastic wooden wooden storage box arrived today in a cardboard box wrapped in two layers of bubble wrap inside another cardboard box. Now it's on the patio. Do I need to put the bubble wrap back in or will it be okay? I, I don't know what I don't even know what to say to that, um, Beto's. I don't know what I don't even know what the question is amongst all of that. But it seems like a lot of packaging for a wooden storage box. I don't know. I have no idea what to say to that. Uh, JJ says, are you heading to Malvern this week? I'm not, JJ. I'm not heading to Malvern this week. Um, Mr. Chris Collins has taken over, uh, taken back the helm of uh, the Malvern uh, school gardens there. I took over him for a few years, kept his seat warm, and he's now returned there to them school gardens. Um, and no, so that, you know, I've, I've, I love Mulvern as a show, um, but there's been a big change up there. I'm sure it's the same sort of show, same, same uh, goodness. I know Perry's there, Ellen Mary's there, and and um, uh, James Alexander Sinclair is there, um, Mark DiCanio, and obviously all of the uh, Gardeners World crew, of course. Uh, it looks like a good show from what I've seen online, but no, I'm not there this week. This is. Uh, uh, it's a nice time away uh, from that show. But if you're going, let me know how you get on. Um, like I say, uh, tonight, Dave is coming on the show. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about BBC Gardeners uh, World Spring Show, which I went to last year, which is last week, should I say, which uh, is the reason and my excuse for not showing up last Thursday. Usually we're on the show every last Thursday of the month. That's when we record the show. Um if you want to come and join in. With that said, the next recording of the show would actually be Tuesday the 24th because it's a Chelsea special. That's right, baby. Heading to Chelsea. Um, and we'll be recording a special show uh, for that on Tuesday the 24th, uh, if you really want to know. Um, but yeah, late, later on tonight also, I'll be telling you a bit about the school tour, which is happening next week. We'll just talk to Mr. Jackson about what I've been up to in the garden, and taking your phone calls. How about that? Plus, plus a little bit of music throughout uh, tonight's show. So let's have a little bit of this. If you listen live, you'll know that the music is a lot more. You'll realise the music is a lot calmer. I feel like a lot more calmer music tonight for the show. Sun's out. Let's keep it calm and chilled. Phone lines are open. <laughs> you know it's not going to be like that. Phone lines are open. 0742357 Mr Jackson called in. Today, if you want to call in, it'd be lovely to hear from you. I can't remember how many phone calls we got last time. Uh, we'll get a couple, but um, it'd be great to hear from you. If you're out in the allotment, if you're out in the garden, if you're enjoying that sunshine. I certainly have enjoyed the sunshine so much. Um, me and Olive, if you listen to the podcast, you would have heard that Olive did her own very special little episode of the podcast. And another episode will be coming up in May, a little update. Uh, for something we're calling Olive's Garden. <laughs> Stuart said, don't make 
bit too soft, I may fall asleep after my hard day. <laughs> Just chilled out, Stu. Just still chilled out. Yeah, you would have seen um, or heard that uh, Olive did her little bit. Um, we have had so much growth from those seeds that we sowed on that day. That day that Oliver called that podcast. And if you've not listened to it yet, go go back and listen to it. Um, so much growth from those seeds. We had, let me, did I, where's the, she didn't actually say, because she's seven, um, she didn't actually say, there was a list of bits. Here we go. We sowed, we sowed so many seeds. Let me quickly reel off the list of seeds that we sowed. So peas, mustard, tomatoes, sweet pepper, chili peppers, pumpkins, runner beans, chives, cucumbers, courgettes, beetroot, radish, carrot, lettuce, parsnips. We really went wild. We re maybe a bit too much, really. We got well overexcited. But um, so, so many seeds. And basically what we did was... Instead of using like the normal pots and that, I want to try and prove that we can sow in anything. And what we did was we sowed in like Maltese boxes. Sure, I had plenty of Maltese boxes. Love a Maltese. We sowed in like a little Haribo box. We sowed in a, a cardboard shoe box with loads of compost in there, and the beans start to pop through the soil. Some little cereal boxes that Olive uses. And basically anything we had around the house, right? Uh, and now we're at a point where our seeds have grown so much that we need to repot them up. So that's this week's job. Um, but honestly, they've grown so, so well in those boxes that, um, that I'll definitely do it again. The only ones that haven't grown, annoyingly, let me have a look if I've got anything from it. Nothing. I don't get it. They were they were in like little tins. Um, I don't understand why they've not grown. The chili seeds. And the tomato seeds, nothing. And I'm wondering, because they were in tins, that that soil's dried out, whereas we put all these boxes in, like, a, a big plastic tub. And then I watered the plastic tub. And then, obviously, the water soaked up through the boxes to the seeds, kept that soil nice and moist. The, the ones in the tin, they were, like, tin pots that I had hanging about. Obviously, probably didn't get watered enough. So, um I mean, looking at them, well, they do all right. Looking at them, the soil looks pretty dry, which is not ideal, is it? Which is not ideal. Um, we also sowed a load of seeds in the veggie pod. Do you think I can remember what seeds we sowed? Um, and <laughs> one of the things that I saw was uh, I let Olive sow the carrot seeds. A whole pack of carrot seeds in such a small line, we've got a lot of filling out to do, if I'm totally honest with you. A lot. It really has grown. They've really grown really well, though. Um, I love that veggie pod, man. I love it. Um, and the tomato plant, we also were uh, gifted a tomato plant um, from my nan, who was equally gifted it, who didn't want it. Well, she did want it. Her, her, her words were, could you plant this up, look after it, and when the tomatoes grow, can I have the tomatoes? So basically, we're doing all of the, the tending, the looking after, all the pain, none of the gain, basically, for that. Brilliant. It's going all right. It's growing well. It's not growing as quick as I wanted it to. Um, but again, yesterday I checked, and I probably uh, I probably haven't watered it in a couple of weeks. 
probably relied on the veggie pod to water it and it was just really dry. So now it's a good old soaking, proper good old soaking. Um, it's much, much better. Um, so yeah, so sowing those seeds has been great. We also, in the smallest, the smallest, I wish I should have had some echo really, shouldn't I? The smallest garden on social media, probably. Um, we also started putting some decorations up in there. Uh, and so this weekend, me and I have got a couple of days, probably uh, on Saturday, we're going to spend uh, a bit of time making a little hedgehog hotel, maybe. Maybe making like a few bits from the book. Not really sure, maybe. So, I mean, let's have, I mean, should we pick a, let me have a little look. Where's the book? Available right now, everybody, on uk forward slash shop. Which I never read. I don't really plug enough, but it's the best place to get the book from if you want to get a signed copy. Um, but I want to make. I mean, I want to make some. I want to make the Hedgehog Hotel, but also, I tell you something else. I want to make. I want to add to it. I might do this. I might do the sound tube. You know, I might. I think I might do. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make the sound tube. If you've not seen it from the book, the sound tube's a brilliant make. Uh, you'll see it on my Instagram once I make it in there, but I love it so much. But yeah, that's this week's task. And also a task to think about what I'm going to sow these, well, not sow them, repot these seeds up. Because the courgettes and pumpkins are, are coming on very well. Like, really well. Um, so that's also a, a little bit of a, a challenge. But loving it. Like, Olive loves being out there. so good, even though it's such a small space. Um, she's really enjoying it, so that's fantastic. Ian says, managed to pick uh, loads of lemons off the tree in the back garden before we come home. Spent a fortune in garden centres on fruit trees, compost and flowering shrubs. Fixed garage roof, did hours worth of weeding, cleaned, emptied and sold the hot tub, along with loads of other tasks. Need a holiday now, but have to do it all again now at home. Um, wow. Um sounds like a, a what a horrible time you had in spain my friend um whole, 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 sounds awful i'm sure you i'm sure you did you have any time to sit back and relax mr Bellows? i'm sure you did i bet you did um i have about 60 chilies and 45 tomato plants one pound each i'll take two can you deliver them please though is that all right is that all right ian says out of out of the chilies I sowed, only one has grown. Okay. Uh, and I won't be buying the kids' garden book. Oh, we got a signed copy. Wish Olive had signed it too, though. Sometimes, if you're lucky and you get a book, um, Olive signs them. If she's about, I'll get her to quickly sign them. So, um, you know, if anyone buys one in the next couple of weeks, I'll get her to sign one. How about that? He says he only sat down. I'm not here to talk about your holiday all day, Bed Bedos. Uh, <laughs> really not. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we've been up to in our, our small little family garden, um, which has been quite cool. Uh, and I'll be talking about that. Hey, hey, everybody! I'll be talking about that in uh, in Scotland. Huh? You what? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to Scotland, everyone, for one day only. Ideal Home Show Scotland. I was going to do a Scottish accent there, but I don't think I've, I've got it in me. 
Ack no. Ack no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> I'm coming to Scotland, everybody, uh, for the Ideal Home Show. So if you're going up that way on the Friday, I will be there. I'll be talking about the smallest garden on social media, the fence by fence panel big. Um, plus much more, um, many more other things to get your family gardening and designing the perfect family garden. If you go on my Twitter or wherever you might find it, um, you'll be able to see uh, a code where you can get tickets for like £10 for two. So it's not bad, is it? Uh, I'm not, I've never been to a Scotland one, so I'm looking forward to it. If you've been before, let me know. Let me, if you come in as well, let me know as well, because come come give come give the boys some support. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there we go, everybody. So, yeah, so the garden's coming on well. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not coming on as quick as I want it to, but there's so much more going on. Like, there's so much happening in the world of uh, Skinny Jean Garner today. I uh, this podcast, by the way, is obviously sponsored by the School Gun Success Plan. Um, and today I did a webinar with Go Landscape uh, and Barley, who are in charge of like uh, the landscape industry. Uh, you may have seen we've done a, a, a campaign with Go uh, Go Landscape, which is a, not just a one-off campaign; it's like a forever campaign where we're teaching primary school children about um go check it out stew for instance or, or if you're listening and you're a part of the school garden success plan um which we were talking about how we can get uh children into the industry in the future and that's what we're doing with the school garden success plan it was an amazing little chat we had um to try and get um members of barley uh, and go landscape to help support schools and sponsor um, and sponsor uh, classes with a school gun success plan. And for me, like it was really interesting, right? So we, we talk a lot about the industry and trying to get more young people into it. It, 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 it. It's a slow mover, especially in that world of it, to try and get people to support it. But, you know, one of the biggest things is that I found from this whole thing is, you know, there was a survey that went out to head teachers and 83% um, of teachers or head teachers said that the biggest problem they've got is funding. They want more funds to get garden to schools. And the way we're doing it with Go Success and Go Landscape and Bali is getting those brands to support schools. And, you know, I think it's beneficial to one for the school plan, but also to the industry to teach primary school children that there is a future. Because for me, I had no idea what um, I had no idea that there was even a job at the end of gardening. I honestly thought when I was younger that it was just for old people when they retire. Never knew there was an industry behind it. And so we want to try and promote that a lot more. Uh, and like I say, 83% of head teachers want more funds. And that's the way we can really help with it. So I did uh, a webinar today uh, about that. And it was really interesting. I had a really good time chatting to Steve in there. And uh, that's going to be on the podcast uh, in a few weeks time if you want to listen to that. Um, but with the School Gun Says Plan, we've had so, um, you know, we've had a good, another 
good month uh, of school gun success. Garden school gun successing is that a word? Probably, probably not a word, is it? <laughs> All right, okay, it's not a word. I know, I know it's not. You know it's not. Let's say it is. Um, but yeah, such a good um response to it. We've had a, a few more schools sign up, which is fantastic, really great. And um, we've had that. Uh, if you've not entered it yet, we're running out of time. You've got twenty days left to enter that competition for a school gun success plan and many more prizes with National Children's Garden Week. That's coming really fast, isn't it? Isn't that coming around fast? Um, but yeah, so we've had a few more schools sign up, which is absolutely lovely. Uh, we've got had loads more um, people getting in contact and schools asking about it questions about the plan as well uh, and if you are a member of the plan this month um with there's three more lessons and i'll quickly tell you what those lessons are if you're listening to give you a little f- what's your flavor tell you what a little bit of a flavor of um may's uh, lessons is we we're getting on a bug hotel which i'm very excited about we're creating a little bug hotel for school we're sewing salad and carrots which i've done in my garden as well um and we're also planting up raised bed from seeds that were sown before so that is really fantastic i'm very excited about that i actually walked into and this is really great because i get to see this in action i walked into olive school uh, pretty much every morning let's be honest and just to see one of our plants growing and getting greener by the day is so exciting like so so exciting to be able to see that so um yeah really great stuff if you want to be part of the school guns access plan maybe you don't really know what it is basically we give all of the equipment to your class we give uh, free lesson plans like i just talked about um free lesson plans a month um to you and plus the all important teacher support which is absolutely fantastic means that we can keep keep in contact with you keep that gardener adventure flowing and i talked today about what else we're adding to it it's 499 pounds and that is a one-off payment i talked about this today and this is something that i've been talking about um internally for a couple of months maybe now but when we get to a certain point we are going to start doing free yearly conferences teacher conferences for you to come to to be part of um and just again support you share ideas with people and i'm really really excited about that that's going to be absolutely fantastic to get teachers together in one place and make that happen and all you have to do is 499 it's 499 um as stuart says the plan is amazing. Just buy it. Um, it, it. It really is. But I do understand it as 499 it can be a big ask for, for schools in one big hit. Do you know what I mean? So, so come talk to me. See what we can do. Come and discuss what we, what more you can get from it. And, uh, and you know, after you've finished talking to me, you'll understand the true value of this. Um, as Mr. Stewart would say, this week we set sun traps for grass snakes so I can teach the children all about snakes in the UK. 
That's not part of the plan. I can I just say that right now off the back. I, that is not part of the plan. We do not. <laughs> we do not uh, put sun traps with snakes, but um, that's what Mister Jackson's doing. That's what he's doing. Wowza. That's um. That's a new one on me, Mister Jackson. Your teachers are so um. Wow. Let's. Uh... <laughs> Let's have uh let's have another song, shall we? That was a little bit Spanish for you there, Bellows, wasn't it? Uh <laughs> that was, was uh from the mini vandals. To loom is to love. Uh and I love coming on here. And maybe you do too. And if you fancy it, you can come on tonight and be part of the show in about 20 minutes we've got a guest so you've only got 20 minutes to call in 0742-357-4520 let's see if we get a phone call in uh just before then now uh like i said uh i sort of held off this podcast um to record it because last weekend i headed to BBC Gardeners World Spring Show. And let me tell you something, right? I'm not one for big enough shows that I'm not talking at. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I've, not especially BBC Gardeners World. I've, I've not been back there for a few years. But I went to BBC Gardeners World Spring Show. and oh, Spring Fair, I should say. And... I have to say, as much as it hurts, because I'm not there, it probably is up there in my top three favourite gardening shows I've ever been to. Now, it could be because I wasn't working it, which meant that I could actually go and enjoy it. But I had such a great time. It was down in Bowley, um, or Bewley, or however you want to say it, but I call it Bowley. And what an amazing location there with the car museum. We'll come to that in a minute. Um, but literally, I went with Suggett, Amanda, and Roxy, the dog. And um, it was amazing. I was such a beautiful day. It was a beautiful, let me tell you now, the sun. Sun was shining. Likanli was cool. Uh, it was definitely cool that day. Um, like cool dude. Felt cool dude that day. Uh, and uh, Mr. Frost was there. It was great to meet um, and chat to Mr. Frost, which me chat to my best mate, Mr. Frost. Sure. <laughs> and uh, he was great. Like It was great to see him. It was great. By the way, it was great to see Suggs too. I could hold on a sec. Hold your horses. Halfway from a review. I did ask for this, didn't I? Hello. Hello, Lee. Hey, dude. How you... Hello, Marcus. How you doing, mate? I'm okay, thank you. Mate, it's been such a long time. No, no, well, last time we spoke was more of them, wasn't it? Was that in September? Oh, September, yes. Wow, as a man, like time absolutely flies. It doesn't matter, doesn't it? Uh, how are you doing, dude? What has been going on? Well, as, you, as you're no doubt aware, um, lots of progress on my side of the world. Um, biggest one is. Well, two things. One, I'm now an ambassador for the uh, Wildlife Trust. Amazing. So, um, community engagement and trying to get people to 
and schools and all sorts trying to get engaged in wildlife and community. And secondly, the other one, which is right over your street, is um, I'm now involved in our local secondary school in their climate and committee and teaching the kids about the environment and wildlife, basically. How did this this come about, Marcus? Like, how do how do you uh, even begin this? How do I begin this? Um, well, my notion of variety relating to the gardening group I've got in the local area is quite good because obviously we've got over fourteen hundred members, mm-hmm. um, and I hold a, a monthly meeting there. And basically, the headmaster bumped into me and said, "I would like you to come in and talk to the school about your rewilding project." That's so cool. So I went in um, and talked to the kids. Teacher left the room. So I went, okay, guys, how many of you here are here because you've been told to come here or want to be here? <laughs> and they all put their hands up and said, we want to be here. No one was forced. Oh, wow. And basically, um, basically, the kids said they wanted to be back. They liked um, hearing what the real world was like rather than the textbook. Oh, that's so cool. So what what sort of feedback have you been getting? Then obviously they wanted you back, but what sort of feedback have they they've been getting from the kids? The kid the kids have been really really engaging. Um, they're obviously secondary school kids. Um, basically they come forward lots of lovely questions. Really, they want to know questions to various subjects or opinions, mm-hmm. and what they can physically do, and they want to get involved in a community project and start one basically. So um, this week I went into the school to talk to the teachers directly about setting up um, what we can do to set up a community project, basically, for the school uh, for September. But, and then going forward up until when the new GCC comes out related to environmental studies. Oh, wow. That's so cool. What There's a, there's a GCSE coming out about environmental studies? Yeah, there's a GCSE related to the environment that has come out in 2024. So the school are trying to get themselves set up for that, basically. Oh, wow, that's so cool. What is the community project that the, the school are, are going to do, what what is that going to be? Well, the community project is literally going to be whatever the kids, kids can come up with, basically. I've got some, I've got some ideas. Yeah. Uh, what we can do, but basically, I want to go to school with a, a number of ideas, and then let the children basically or people decide what they want to get involved with. That's the, that's the best way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, it seems they like the fact that I engage them basically and let them, let them talk rather than just me talking at them. So, so, so that seems to work really well, and basically, that's what the teacher wants me to continue doing. Oh, that's so cool, Marcus! What, what, what a, um, what a journey! Huge journey, huge journey. Lockdown, lockdown, and all the rest of it. Last it got together has been really, um, really good. So the community gardening group is fourteen hundred members. Monthly meetings, trips, and all the rest of that stuff. And now into the schools. Um, I've got fifteen acres worth of rewilding projects I'm looking after. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of it. A lot is it? Yes, a lot of lot of bamboo currently. You know, we. <laughs> We, 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 we put um, 1,200 trees in the ground, uh, 6,000 hedgerow plants, um, removed, I don't know, God knows how many tons worth of bramble. Um, we opened up the woodlands, bat boxes, bird boxes, three ponds, some marsland scrapes. It's going really, really well. Did you, did you do this with, how many of you do this all together then? Because it seems like a lot of work to do on your own. 
Yes, a bit of a lot of work for myself. Yes, it's basically myself, but I basically I try to get the community involved because the landowner wants basically to be part of the community. It's got uh, it's got rights of access for the public and the footpath going through it. So he says, no, I want them involved. Bring them down. So when we put the trees in the ground, we got basically got um got 40 volunteers that stayed the whole day, and they put all the all the trees in up and down the hillside, which is fantastic. So, you had 40. Um, you had 40 volunteers. 40 volunteers, and by the end of the day, we had 38. Wow, that's amazing. Only, only two left. And our oldest volunteer was 92. Oh, wow. God. And he stayed the whole day. <laughs> it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It is incredible, so, isn't yeah. it? Um, incredible what you can do if you put your mind to it. Well, definitely. Like, I, th- I think uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, I will speak to you because um, I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but there's a community group in my local town which really struggles to get to engage with, well, the, com- the community, basically, uh, and try and get more people on board. But, um, but yeah, like, well, have you got any advice for that? Uh, pl- plenty of advice, really. Um, first <laughs> of all, it's literally just, it's literally no, it's just annoying the right people, should we say, first of all. Yeah. Um, to get yourself out of there. I put myself all over um, Facebook and the local notes boards. I wrote dozens and dozens of articles, thousands and thousands of words. I was putting posts out sort of three or four or five times a day on various issues related to the environment and the greening and plants. And that's how I built the, uh, built the um, engagement, basically, and then built with a um, became kind of a person to talk to, basically. So now when I post up on the um, local area, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Marcus, okay. We're, we're, we're going to listen to what he has to say. Because I got, I, got, I got Bovis Homes. Do you know Bovis Homes? I have heard of them, yes. Yeah, I've heard of them. Well, basically, they can't get their act together on one of the local estates they built here. Uh, three years of fighting, and I've got them to capitulate completely to redo all the landscaping. Oh, well. All, they're going to redo the whole lot. We're going to put all the new trees in, all the new borders, wildfire meadow it. But they're also going to tell me when they're going to do it, show me the plans, and only do it if I agree. <laughs> oh well, that's well good. That's worth a, worth a fight then. Yeah, so it's, it's going really well. I have to say, I have to say, that's brilliant, man. Are you doing anything more in primary schools or anything anymore? Um, I'm trying to. Um, as you know, well, you, you remember me. Um, I'm trying to get into their primary school, but unfortunately, um, obviously COVID got in the way last year and the, this year, mm. so I'm kind of stuck. So they're still not doing after school clubs. Oh really? So until they start, yeah, I know. So until they still, until they do after school clubs, which hopefully will be in September, yeah, then that's the, that's the next opportunity to um, get in, get the school involved again, and hopefully get us back over to Malvern to put a show garden in, should we say? Yeah, of course. Are you going to Malvern this weekend? Yeah, I'm taking my mum tomorrow. Um, as you're not there, I thought I'd rather go go with my mum. Wow, I'm sorry about that, matey. Next time. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. You going to Cardiff? You're doing Cardiff. Uh, I'm not doing. I know I'm not doing it. Uh, it's it's. Oh, it's just Cardiff on this year. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it was on. If it is on, uh, I'm off to Chelsea. You're at Chelsea. Yeah. Um and then I'm down at Eden Project for a week in May as well. Yeah, I saw that. I'm in, Scot- if in Scotland for a day. I'm in Scotland. 
one day. That's a bit far for me to travel. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry mate. Me um, I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. I am playing that I ain't really told no one about. But I'll tell you, Marcus. Um, I'm going to do a tour next year, and I'm going to come and basically I'm looking for a theatre around your way to okay. uh, to have for the day. If you know a good theatre, let me know um, because uh, yeah. I'm going to do a big uh, tour around the country about doing my show. So. Yours how many bodies it... need? How many bodies do you need in your theatre? About five hundred. About five hundred. Okay, no worries. I'll message. I'll message you in the next couple of days. So. Appreciate it, man. Leave it with you. Yeah, I know. I know. I know a few people now. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I can find you then. It's so good to hear from you. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Well, I'll let. I'll get off the phone call because you say you've got a guest in a few minutes. Fine. So, yeah, nice to talk to you. you nice too. to talk to you. You literally cut out as you were saying bye. <laughs> Marcus? Okay. Hello? He's gone. <laughs> that was like the worst. <laughs> that was like the worst way we could say goodbye to each, <laughs> each other, wasn't it? Oh, it's so, it's so good to hear from him. Um, it's been a while since he's been on the podcast. If you were an OG of the pod, uh, you would uh, remember Marcus when uh, we had the Skin Gene Gardener show. Um, oh, it's the worst way to say goodbye to him. But I'll, uh, Marcus, I'll, I'll drop you a message. Um, Stuart says, Wyvern Swindon. I'll have a look. Yeah, hey, that talk. I'll talk about it later on. I'll, maybe I'll talk about it later on in the show. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for ven- venues for 2023 people um, for that theatre tour. Um, Oh, it's so good! It's so good to see and and hear um, what Mark is up to because I really feel like we, you know, him being part of documentary and the school bit and, and the school gardens as well is it, really exciting. And now he's into secondary schools and and doing so much good. Maybe we should get him. We should get on the. We'll get him on the podcast again um, to maybe talk a little bit more deeply about what he's up to. Um, but oh, what a way! What a way to, to say goodbye to him. <laughs> um, yeah, we have got a guest coming up. He's right though. We have got a guest. So um, let me do my review of uh, BBC Gardeners World Spring Fair before that guest uh, Dave comes up uh, at seven o'clock. Um, so yeah. Anyway, thanks, Marcus, for calling. By the way, um, yeah. So Spring Fair. So basically, went to Spring Fair uh, with Suggs and Amanda. And uh, it was it was such a good show. Like, firstly, let's rock out the stalls, right? Loads of plant stalls. Um, I said on Suggs' podcast that I wasn't in the business for plants. It, uh, when I said that, I meant that I wasn't buying plants that day. But loads of places to buy plants. Loads of great products as well. The best thing, and, and this is a real pet hate of mine, is not too many stalls that weren't garden-related. Um which I quite, I really liked. I like that. I don't like to have too many stools that are not um, anything to do with gardening. Uh, but it was great. So we had a look, good look around them. Um, some great food stalls as well. I had some some lovely nachos. Um, and then when we look at the talk series, there was a, a main stage with Big C. Ah, oh, so Big C. Hey, Big C. Uh, so Big C, uh, he was uh, hosting one of the stages. Had Frosty come on. Um, I know he was doing a few bits as well and chatting to some other people on that stage, which was great. Couldn't obviously sit and watch all day, but big up the bigs. Uh, then there was another 
uh, in conversation stage. Now, I went and we were walking around. It was in like a little walled garden area, okay? And it was the in conversation stage. And I said, I think I'm pretty sure I said, but I might have not said it out loud, but I thought, well, that's rubbish. Like, no one's going to come and watch that. And obviously, it's frosty. So people did turn up. Probably, I'd say, the best stage ever. And I'll tell you for why. It was so intimate. It was just a little gazebo, a microphone, uh, Kevin Smith, editor of uh, The Garden's World magazine, and Frosty. Frosty pouring his art out um, about everything that's been going on with him. And uh, it was really nice. Like, I, I said this before, but whoever come up with that idea needs a medal. It felt really intimate, really nice, like up close and I think that was a really uh, a top idea especially in the wall gardens we saw Soul and Lucy from the Talking Heads they were doing tours around those gardens as well it was great the monorail that went round the gardens was really cool screamed down to Soul as I saw him uh, driving around on that thing uh, and and you know I think the show as a whole and the sh- I should mention obviously another great thing the show gardens um, I moved last year and so I've got some great ideas for a garden, not just a small little garden, but I've got another little garden behind that. And some great ideas for for that as well. And just a real nice vibe to it. Um, what did you think of the house kitchen garden soil quality? I couldn't believe how much was growing in it. Well, one of the things that, uh, I mean, the quality of the soil, I don't know, Beddoes. Beddoes asks, what did you think of the house kitchen garden soil quality? I couldn't believe how much was grown in it. Well, at the time, there was not loads grown in it when we saw it. Um, it was probably a bit early for them to be planting out in there. But, uh, I mean, a lot of weeding probably had been done. That's a full-time job sitting right there, just weeding through all of that. Um, an amazing, you know, these vegetable gardens are tended by a, a few people. I don't know how many people actually tend them gardens, but not a weed in sight. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but the show gardens were amazing to be able to see some great ideas. And that's what these garden shows were about. To top it off, to top it off for me, I love cars, right? I love Top Gear. They had a Top Gear area there. Regretfully, I'm not saying it's Suggett's dog's fault, but it was Suggett's dog's fault because it couldn't go in the uh and it, it couldn't go in the car museum. I didn't get into the car museum. I'm not saying it's the dog's fault, but it was the dog's fault that I couldn't go in the car museum. I did go through the car museum on the monorail, which gave me a glimpse into uh, what can only be described as my dream. Uh, but we soon shot back out of that car museum uh, on the monorail back into the gardens. So I didn't really get the whole gist of it. But I'm not blaming the dog. I'm not. Uh, what a great show, I have to say. To get an amazing garden show and a car museum on top of that and a little monorail thing. I mean, if I'm totally honest with you, if you're going to go next year, and I am 100% going, 
may need to go in the car museum first. You need to get there dot at the start dot on. We left as it was closing, and we, and the, and the, we you know there was so much more to see and do. If you're gonna go, plan your day. Look at when the talks are on. Look at where you're gonna go. Look at when you're gonna go do your little shopping. Look when you're gonna eat food. Um, look when you're gonna pop into the car museums. You've really got, even though it's not. It's a, I mean, actually, it's quite a big site, actually, but it's not massive. Don't blame the dog, says Stuart. Perfect plan prevents poor performance. That's so true. Don't bring a dog. Uh, I'm not a dog lover. <laughs> Suck it, found out. Um, yeah, plan, especially for that show, maybe for all shows, but especially for that show, because there's so much to do. You are cramming to one day. If you're not into cars, then don't worry. You can sort of take a time great bargains near closing time not on the first day Beddoes. not on the first day um so my review if i was doing the top 10 uh garden shows in the uk then i would say that has to be in the top three maybe at number two on the yeah honestly maybe at number two right everybody um tonight uh, on the show like i said we've got dave mcpartlin on the line uh let's just hold off for a second can i make this work um i tell you what let's play a little song and then we'll get dave on how about that that sound good here we go fantastic song there and that leads us nicely into our interview today with dave mcpartland uh, i worked with dave actually at the start of this year for bbc bite size uh, and live lessons and bbc teach um for an amazing show although the magic of tv we didn't actually get to see each other i know right um but you may have seen dave on unbelievably britain's got talent which i'm sure we're going to get into in this conversation uh, and he is head teacher of flake feet primary school the happiest primary school in the country in 2018 um as the school of the year a runner-up in 2019 and obviously britain's got talent golden buzzer finalists i know right so let's get into it dave hello how are you my friend Hey, hello. Um, so uh, it's really easy how we get into this because I just say hello to you. But the best, the best thing happened to me at the weekend was we, me and Olive woke up early. My daughter Olive woke up early on Saturday morning, and her new thing is no, it's Sunday morning. Uh, and the night before, we'd watched Britain's Got Talent, so she was flicking through YouTube, and who popped up but your face and your school? And I was like. Oh, I'm, you're not going to believe this, Olive. I'm interviewing this guy <laughs> this week. <laughs> and oh, we watched dear. your audition. It's crazy. Three years ago, that. It feels like a different lifetime ago. 
Um, it was so great. Right, that is not why I've come to speak to you, but we we will get on to it, right? Um, but obviously, right, you're a, a head teacher um, now. What got you into uh, in teaching to begin with, Dave? You know, I am. Um, we're, we're a bit PC these days, and it's it's like it's a bit weird to say, but I I love children. I, I love yeah. working with kids. I, I genuinely, um, I feel like I come alive. I just I want to help them I want to make them smile I want to make the you know the life better for them and I grew up with lots of little cousins around me and one day my auntie turned around and said you know how oh, David you could be a teacher and you get paid to like work with kids I said oh I knew why this is because she was a teacher it's like yeah that's such a good idea I just love being around kids uh, you know I I do I just want to make a difference um I want it to be that you know create this happy caring safe environment and, and send them out better off for it in the world i guess and i yeah i just it, it was a calling i guess it's a really cheesy answer and i'm burning up because i'm being so honest but i yeah it's just what i always wanted to be so you literally left like school and then that was your main aim to yeah. become a teacher yeah, yeah, yeah. um about 12 13 i decided that's all i wanted to do um I think the psychologist would have a field day because i always wanted to be a head teacher it wasn't just you know which is a bit weird when you're a teenager um but yeah, that, that was. I had a bit of a wobble when I when I got to uni and all my mates. I went to Durham. And all my mates were going off to London, big city jobs and stuff. And I had a bit of a wobble. I was like, yeah, I want a part of that. You know, if, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. So I actually quit teaching after about six months. Um, Realised it was the biggest mistake ever. Um, and a couple of months later, fortunately, I went back to the school that I'd left. Um, so oh, aggressive. Well, no, that's what they say, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what why was it always head teaching though for you? Like why was that always like the main the big goal? I don't know. Do you know? Do you know? Of all the podcasts and stuff I've done, I've never I've never been asked that. Um, I think I just had this vision in my in my head of how it could be done, and and I kind of think of it in a way that like the, the kids are all my nieces and nephews, and I'm that like uncle that you really like, and when your uncle says you should be doing something, you really should be doing it, and and I could be, I could create you know have the autonomy responsibility to create this kind of charlie in the chocolate factory you know little bit out there environment that the kids love coming to but also learn a lot and i don't know i just had this vision even back then of how i wanted to to do things i guess um so to be able to do it now it's really stressful i'm not gonna lie but it, it, i do love my school I, I can honestly say i love my school yeah well how, how many years you've been teaching for now uh 20 oh god 20 20 years um, i've been head oh, wow. for Eleven, um, I've oh, been wow. here quite a long time. Yeah, um, you, so you've seen quite like you must have seen quite a bit of change in teaching, or maybe you haven't. I don't know, but teaching from twenty years ago. Uh, I I, I don't like being too political. No, no, I do. I actually do get a bit political on my <laughs> Um, I, I think the probably the thing that I notice the most is the cutbacks. If I'm totally honest, you know, really, really sadly, you know, you look at special needs, social services, you know, the, you know, behaviour, you know, there's services that are out there to support us. I think everyone's just trying to do um, a lot more for a lot less. Um, I think that's, yeah. you know, that's probably the case across the, the country, probably the world. But I think it's, I think it's probably that. Um, I think most things go in a cycle that, you know, they come around full circle. Um, but yeah, yeah, prob probably that, you know, that, that the, the access, you know, we, we you know, we, we were the family kids in our school and, um, I guess way back, we might've had 10 children with one-to-one -one support and the children need it most. And at the minute we don't have anybody really, um, yeah. we, they've got pop, but not to the levels that they used to. And I think that was, that was right. But that's just one of those things. 
it must be hard as a head teacher to see those sort of cutbacks and then have to try and deal with with the aftermath there as well. Yeah, I think it's more that you. It's for the children, you know, you can look at one or two children out of school, there just there isn't there aren't the places out there at the moment, and it really isn't, you know, county's fault or anything like that. Um I, th- I think it's just sometimes it's a, it, it's a little bit sad when you think that the children, you know, deserve more and, and you really want to offer more. And the families, you know, they, they feel that like they're entitled to more, they should be getting more. And, and, I, and actually I, I would agree with them, but you can only do as much as you can with the limited resources sometimes that you have. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, um, but why, why was it always primary school for you as well? Like, did you could have gone, did you try secondary school or was it just primary? No, school? no. It's, it's funny teaching. I, I, you seem to be either primary or secondary. You do meet some people um, who will change from one to the other. And I quite like meeting them because it's a quite interesting talk because they seem to be, you know, we view them very differently. Whereas at the end of the day, they're just children, you know, they're all children, they're young people. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they scare me a little bit. <laughs> I'll with you there, man. Yeah, you know, the idea, it's funny because now and again I get to go into high schools and we've got brilliant relationships with the ones near us. But, you know, you see those big, you know, year 11, say, oh, man, I I couldn't be teaching those. (laughs) My my colleagues will just say, they're just kids, they're just young people. And they're right. But there's just something, um, yeah, they, they just feel a lot bigger and older. Yeah, I agree. I like, I, I, with my gardening stuff, like I'm always asked to do secondary school stuff. I, and and I have done it before, but I, I feel like, especially with what I do with primary school children, you probably feel this as well, is you, um, like everything's more magic for like, yeah, that, that in that age range. Like, I think like for Olive, like just an example from this week, she's come back and she's learning about space and she thinks it's incredible and learn, telling me about these planets and is so excited about it. Um, and it's just that excitement all the time of learning new things. And I love that. Yeah, do you know you've got me? How old? How old's Olive? So she'll be seven in a month's time. Yeah, right. I've got four year old and five year old. Yeah, I think maybe it's just more. It is easier to make it more magical, and the children are more receptive to it. Maybe as they get older, you know, they, they start trying to be a bit cool, and you know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they don't give away their their, their emotions quite as freely. Um, yeah, it, it, you make a really interesting point. You got me thinking on that one. Um, the, the, the daft thing is, I've thought about this, you know, before we came on, and, and the reality is, for say your teenagers who are thinking about going off into the big wider world, you know, for some of them particularly, you know, that, that aren't into the reading and writing, maybe find school difficult, you know, something like gardening, um, you know, the more practical things, that could just be the, the one thing that, you know, they just didn't realise that they needed in their life, you know, that feeling when you have grown something, you've looked after something, you've invested in something, you know, maybe some of our, our young people would get that from gardening or lots of other things that, you know, in a similar vein that they don't necessarily get from school. Um, yeah. Because, you know, maybe we don't get enough of those experiences these days. No, yeah, I, I think you're, you're 100% right, man. Like, like you're, you're, like, you're, I've met a lot of head teachers in my time, right? And some of them are amazing. I'll put you in that category. Some of them, it can be a little bit uh, standoffish. Let's just let's put it nicely in that way. You have done so much. Like you're incredibly proud of. Did we didn't till the year? Do you know, I've never applied for an award, and an email landed in my inbox. It was like, I, do you think you're Britain's happiest school? Do you know what? It may sound a little bit out there, but yeah, I think we are. We'd like such a happy place, and and actually, I filled the application form, and I was on my 40th birthday in Ibiza. And literally, I was so adamant to meet that I, that I was going to meet the deadline. And I sent like a ridiculously long application. 
because you know we are we're a really really happy place and and I'm, and I'm proud of that and that wasn't like an award for me or anything that was something for the school to be proud of yeah. because it's the staff it's the community that make it and, and it was brilliant when we did get it god it was you know we've done some daft things over the last couple of years but wow that was some part in manchester wow <laughs> we took a staff we must have taken like i kept saying can we have another table can we have another table we must have taken like 40 people it was a massive coach and we took yeah. over the place and, and it was brilliant you know we, we've never had an experience like that and that's probably probably one of the best experiences we've ever had it was amazing it was so cool as a head teacher like you talked about your staff do they make a massive difference like to how either easy or difficult your your job can be yeah, for the, them sort yeah. of things yeah yeah i mean staffing's the hardest part of the job by a very very long way you know we've, we've got 90 staff i'm really lucky they're brilliant but you don't know you know people particularly during covid they're often carrying around you know tiredness stress things that they're worried about and you know you might end up having you know difficult conversation in the end you'd be like are you just tired are you okay can I help you with something or you know they'll do something daft that they didn't mean to you know to mess up and, and you don't know where it's going to come from you don't know when you're going to get an email saying Dave can we talk about this and whatever um but yeah the, the staff the staff do make it um some skills are a lot easier you know some stuff are a lot easier than others I, I'm lucky I'm blessed with the staff that we've got yeah so you, you've got to be for all but also school of the year runner-up 2019 yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, somebody nominated for that one. We didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a runner-up, mate. It's still, it still counts. I'd still. I'm getting, like, all, I'm getting all embarrassed, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. That was that was amazing. That was cool. Well, and I get these. Like, I love reading this stuff because, like, you come across like so incredibly proud of your school and your students and everyone involved. And I think that's like, such an amazing thing. Yeah, you know we. You spend so much time, you know, at work with the, with the kids. You know, the, the, you know, the, the same, it's such a cliche, but we are a big family, and that that's how it should be. Um, you know, and, and, and I feel really strongly that we're a, you know, we're a hub of the community. We, you know, our parents trust us, they like us, they respect us, they want to be part of it. And when we do some of the daft things that we've done over the last couple of years, they absolutely get behind it. Um, yeah. It's quite old-fashioned in a way. You know, we there's no them and us. We're just all in this together. Because when you come up with the um, the Britain's Got Talent thing, like how did that even one, how did that even come about, and two, how did that even go down with parents? Because I know that if I got an email through that Olive's uh, a teacher, she probably would do this, but if she come along and said, "Oh, we're doing Britain's Got Talent," I'd be like, "Yeah, go for it," and so would Olive because she's turned into some sort of stage queen now. All of a sudden, she loves it. <laughs> But I know some parents be like, "What? Like, what was the response when you you said you yeah, know, we, we'd come up, we'd come up with this dreams list where you know we're in a we're in a tough area, fifty uh, percent free school meals, and we just want to raise aspirations. You know, put it out there. I can't. We can do anything. We put our mind to it. And we we'd gone for Christmas number one in December, and we ended up being third favorite. Doorstep Chris Evans. We tried, we nearly made it onto Good Morning Britain after traveling through the night. All sorts of daft things happened. And we put this application into Britain's Got Talent. Didn't tell anyone. And anyway, they, they rang us up and said, see, you, you've got an audition. Um, and they thought they were going to get a choir, just, you know, no, no offence to normal choirs, but bog standard, quite traditional choir. Um, and at one point, it looked like they were sacking us off. So we, well, they did sack us off, truthfully. Um, so I sent them another video. I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing, we're not doing traditional choir. So literally that afternoon, made up a stupid video. I had kids jumping out of bins. We actually had 
know, pensions from the care home around the corner in it. Just did stupid stuff. Sent the video off. Thought nothing of it because the kids were devastated by this point. They thought they had an audition and then they didn't. And then anyway, they said, yeah, 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 yeah we're well up for it. You can, the audition is back on. Sent it out to parents. I remember one of the parents rang up and said, are you selling them a unicorn? I'd never even heard this phrase. You know, are you selling them a unicorn? I was like, no, no, it'd be, it'd be a laugh. So we've been practicing like in the dance studio and, and the reality was the, the, the stage is that big at the Lowry. You can't actually fit any people in to watch your performance because the hall was the stage. So we donated, and then with a couple of days to go, we'd not done one proper run through. The sense of responsibility was huge. I'm thinking, we can't embarrass ourselves on national telly. You know, it'd be all over the Daily Mail. We'll get, we'll get hammered. So we went to Blackpool Winter Gardens. They let us go on the, the, the stage and we practiced and things like that. And the, 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 day, the, the day we went down to Manchester, we'd not done one proper run through, literally. My dad the night before had said, son, I don't think you should do it. Um, you know, he, he was like... Son, they're going to they're going to tell you that, that the kids are great, but you need to lose the adult, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh god! So we rock up in Manchester, be draggled, it's raining, you know. There's all these glamorous dancers and professional actors. These us without council wheelie bins, looking like a right state. And 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 do you know what? After like the first half an hour, an hour feeling like proper imposters, he was like, yeah, this is a laugh. This is this is fun. We're like we're having an audition. And anyway, we, you know, it's a very, really long day. And then, and then we stood, eventually we stood backstage and the kids are just talking to Ant and Deck, you know, they're picking them up, they're giving them hugs. And you know what, mate, honestly, we'd won at that point. You could literally have pressed pause, press stop. And, and, and I, I'd have gone home with the most amazing, you know, our kids from Fleetwood were meeting Ant and Deck. We'd got yeah. that far, happy days. And then I remember like, stood at the side, right, yeah, time to go on. And if, if you watch it back, I look like a bit of an idiot, village idiot, like, you know, Bit more bumbling idiot, and, and I was terrified because we didn't know what response that we'd get. You know, absolutely terrified. You don't know what questions they're going to ask you. You know whether the crowd are going to warm to you. Whether that you know, proper freaking out. And then you know, then you're talking, you're thinking, God, in thirty seconds, I'm going to have to strip down my sequin lycra. That's a bit too short on the bottom. My backside's looking a bit big. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, come on, let's let's go for it. And within you know, within a couple of ten seconds. The crowd were up on their feet, you know, thinking, this is brilliant. This is this is hilarious. Um, you know, at one point, I left the girl up, I nearly drop her. And then at the very end, we get this stand innovation. And, and there's just a feeling between, it's like, yeah, we did it the first ever run through without messing up. And we did it. And it was just the most amazing thing. You know, you're looking around and, and then everyone's crying. Um, and, and I started crying. The kids started. And I'm thinking, hang on, we've just done something really cool. Here. We've had a brilliant experience. And then the crowd starts chanting, press the gold. And I've been to see it filmed. I love Britain's Got Talent. And I vividly remember thinking, oh, my God, oh my, God my lips going. And this is, like, amazing. It's never going to happen. But, I, but this is amazing. Oh my God, you know, we, we hopefully we, we're going to get a lovely, like, couple of minutes on telly. And that's us done. And they're talking and me thinking, oh, God, oh, God. This you know, and my lips going. Martin, and I'm thinking, don't burst in the tears. Don't burst in the tears. Don't burst in. And then he leans over. And the... the, the it's just, it was just the most magical experience. You know, we had no idea whatsoever. And the next thing you know, you know, we're off to London, 50 kids, 50 parents, all expenses paid. Most of our kids, you know, a lot of them have never been out of fleet. We've never been off to London. Five-star luxury, treated like royalty. We're on Good Morning Britain this morning. Anything and everything. And, and, and in that moment, Dare to Dream became the school's motto. You know, if we can nearly win Britain's Got Talent, you know, yeah. we were favorites going into it. Then, then you can learn to read, you can learn to write, you can get driving lessons, you know, 
and it has become you know nothing is impossible for us but you, you got to go for it haven't you um, oh definitely sorry, I, sorry i've like, rambled on no. for age i love just, that though i love that oh honestly i i watch it all the time and i cry quite a lot remind, still, remind me what happened because i only because i can't what year was this in this was 2019 so uh, we, where, we where, in where February. I was in 2019 but i think i missed it <laughs> But it's just one of those things, you know, the golden buzzard doesn't mean anything to you unless you watch Britain's. You know, I, I'm yeah. not a huge Strictly fan. But so, you know, a lot of people, if they meet the Strictly dancers and the judges, they'd be like, oh, that's amazing. It only really means something if you watch to a point. Oh, I, I don't know. I love it, mate. I, I'm a, well, no. I, just, I, I, only, I only watched your edition, I say, at the weekend. And I can't remember watching it. And I remember, the like, when I watched it, the best part of it for me, not the Lycra, but the, <laughs> the best part of it was... When you stood at the front and you literally said, it does whatever happens now, it doesn't like a hump, it's not worth yeah. it, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, really yeah. Um, and then that was that was what it was all about, you know. For us, we'd had it, we were gonna have a good trip out to Manchester, meet some, you know, meet the judges, meet Ant and Deck, and that was it, you know. Nobody, nobody could, you know, you, you couldn't predict. We could try a hundred thousand times over, and, and that, you know, we were just lucky, we, you know, it's like winning the lottery, but it was just. It was just incredible. It really was. I've, I've been so lucky. So did you go to don't do it at the live shows then, obviously? After, yeah, after we, we did it on stage. We did it on stage in the February. Um, didn't go on air till the April. So it, it was bizarre. Beginning of February, we auditioned. And then it wasn't on air for two months. So you're carrying around this ridiculous secret. And you know that the world is going to go absolutely men, you know, crazy um, in two months' time. But it wasn't real until then. You know, I'm going down to London for the legal days to find out, you know, what to, you know, what support we're going to get and things. And, you know, you're coached and you got the paperwork, which must have been like, you know, six foot off the floor. Um, you know, we're, we're practicing. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call on the Tuesday. I think it's the Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, oh, your audition's going out on air this Saturday. And you're like, oh, God, because you don't see it until it goes out. You know, you're not sent anything beforehand. And then for 24 hours, my phone was just literally vibrating solidly, run that battery all the time. Because it was just, you know, Twitter went crazy, Instagram, literally everything. You know, I had not told my friends, most of my family didn't know. So the amount of people that were sat having the tea at home, having a drink or whatever. And then he's me on the side crying my eyes out. You know, it was just, it, it was hilarious. It was terrifying, I'm not going to lie. The sense of responsibility was huge. So, so that was the April. And then you jump forward. You've got another six, seven weeks whilst the rest of the shows are on. And then we go through to the semi-final. Um, we make it through to the, the final. And then I think game six. Um, but I'm, I'm quite glad we didn't win. I don't think I could have lived with, you know, can you imagine Britain's our talent winners, but come and see me on the school gate on Monday. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a bit much to be totally honest. So, you would have rolled up in your Rolls Royce, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's funny because we, we obviously we didn't win, but we walked back to the hotel after the final as if we'd won the World Cup. You know, yeah, it was just we literally sang all the way back to the hotel. It was just a crazy adventure, wasn't it? Do you ever think you do something like that again? Uh, do, do you know what? I'm really funny that I, I wouldn't want to spoil the memory. You know, trying to recreate something really special. You know, my life's ruined really because I'll never have that ridiculous exhilaration and you know freaking out and excited and. You know, life literally changed in that moment. Um, yeah. You know, and I've had opportunities, like when we did the the, the live lesson and things, and I've had experiences that I just feel incredibly lucky to to have had. I didn't go looking for them, but, you know, the experience that I've had, lots of people never have. Um, yeah. It's cool. You know, you, you know, that live lesson was cool, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I loved it, man. I've I've been watching you on the live lessons for a while, and it was cool to be able to well be able to tell my, again tell my daughter that I was like, oh, I worked with I worked with that guy. I mean, we didn't actually physically see each other on the day, but oh, I was but like, yeah, we connected. You know, I've never done like a live link up, but it was like, oh, this is really cool. I thought you'd been doing it was only after that I thought you'd been doing that kind of thing for a very long time. Honestly, you were brilliant. You were so good. Thanks, man, and yourself as well. Yeah, you lovely with the kids as well. Cheers for her. Yeah, it was good. And you have an amazing thought. And the coat, obviously, we'll put that on eBay probably. Oh, yeah. Honestly, sure. I wish you'd heard this you know, everyone in that studio talking about your coat. Who would have um who would have known? They're, that's why they're they're not asking me back. They're waiting for winter so I can wear the coat again. It's all right, man. They've not they asked me back either. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool though. You got to do to do we've been have done a few more of them um bef more before um we met but um of the live lessons and stuff you must love doing that right yeah absolutely yeah i do i mean the, the adrenaline of a actual live lesson i don't know whether you found it but it's just like well oh, it's you know you know it's cool when you ring you know you ring your mum and dad or they ring you afterwards you know my dad was like really gushing like oh, i was so proud of you it was brilliant you know it, it's the kind of thing that there's so many it's such a competitive industry isn't it you know so to actually do a live lesson for the bbc you know the bbc is if it's the best TV channel, you know, TV company, I think, in the world and the most respected. So to, 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 to do that, you know, if I never get asked back, if anybody listens to this, please ask me back. Um, <laughs> yeah, back it was, it, yeah, you know, it was, it was uh, one of the highlights of my life, if I'm totally honest. And I mean, it really was. It's, it's a cool thing to be part of. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, I did, well, I did Blue Peter a long time ago. And it's one of those things which I didn't, um, I didn't take it all in as much as I should have. And then whenever I do TV stuff like that, like I try and like people are like, oh, you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Like I'm, lo I'm loving this. Like I'll take it all okay, in. You didn't take it all in. What do you mean? Were you, was it nerves? No, I think yeah, probably a bit of nerves. And also, you know, at the time, like when when that that part of my career was going like kept going up and up and up and up. And so I just thought as it's just a bit more. Like, I just I was doing so much different bits of TV and that that. I was was just taking it for granted, really. Yeah. And then when you have a couple of years away from it, you're like, oh, I really miss doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I totally got it. But um, one of the things that I, I did want to talk to you about, obviously, is um, gardening. Like, I'd like to know how much garden you do in school and, and if it's easy to get into in schools. Do you know, do you know I, um, I, I thought about that beforehand as well. Oops, just kicked my table. Um, yeah. We, we, during lockdown, we did a lot, um, yeah. and, and it made me reflect a little bit on you know the, the kids absolutely loved it. We had a um, it's not an allotment there; it's probably over egging it. It was a few raised beds, but they'd been tired for for quite a while, and and the first thing they did was they painted them, and the kids painted them. And the sense of pride for those kids, you know, the, the kids still like I painted that, you know. So th there was there was that aspect to it, and. They did. They looked after it. Um, you know. You know. They, they planted things. They, it, yeah, it was really like there were certain things within lockdown that were really quite special and quite nice, and that I would want to keep in a way. And one of it was time um, you know, to, to to do some of the things that we knew the kids would love um, and, and make them feel good about themselves. So, yeah, we do. But it tends to be time. You know, we're, we're building up to offset at the minute, and do, things do feel more serious when you, you're properly in the offset window. Um, but it, sometimes it's like the member of staff who looked after it was based right outside, you know, her classroom was right outside. So I think sometimes it's a bit of fortune comes into play, you know, where the classroom is, where your plant thing is. 
you know, what people have got going on. So I'll, I'll be honest, there's, there's times where we do quite a lot of it and it's brilliant. And then there's times where you realise a year or two down the line, so why do we let that all go? Because it looked lovely and the kids really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, we, we we probably do more than more than many, but it's not a huge amount. And it goes back to something I was saying earlier on. The kids genuinely loved it. They yeah. really, really did. Really did love it. Do you, do you get it in, like, it's one of the things I found in primary schools, you get gardening in real short bursts. So you will have it, like, between, say, April and then the end of May, yeah. and, then that will, and then that's it. It was sort of... Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say, you know, March until you break up, probably. Yeah. Um, and, and I think... It's having somebody on hand to to keep you right and just say, you know, get these planted. You know, it's like I've got tulips in the garden. Say, oh man, what do I do with them? Do I do I like, what do I do? To, you know, do I, do I to chop the heads off them? Do I take them down to the bulbs at the bottom? I mean, can you, in fact, genuinely, can you tell me what do I do? Because I've, I've I've pulled them off. But what, what do I do? Well, here's the thing: some people take their bulbs out even. So yeah. I I don't personally. I let them they I let them die off, right? And then you just rip off the top bit and leave, leave the rest underground and it'll pop up next year. Jesus right. But some people take them out, they store them. I'm like, nah, none of that. You don't need to do any of that. Yeah, but it's, it's annoying. It's, you know, my mum's amazing. My mum's a brilliant gardener. She loves a gardener. She does all sorts. And when I lived over in the northeast, she'd, she'd bring me stuff around and, you know, come around when she come out, she deadhead things. And so like, you, you almost need somebody just to keep you right or even, you know, schedule or somebody, you know, checking in. You know, just letting you know when you should be doing certain things because you're right, staff. You know, I don't know why we do it in that short little window. Yeah, but it's, I think also one of the things is that, um, like, it depends. Like, I went to a school the other week and they had the most massive beds. Like, it looked amazing, right? But it was just so, so much for anyone to really look after. It was just one teacher that had to do it like after school and care for it. That it was just it was always going to end up in weeds. Um, yeah. which I think is a real, a real shame because, like you say, kids get so much from it. Like, they, and also, yeah. so much education would be topped into that and get outside. Do you know what I mean, do you know? Do you know what we find as well? Because um, we do a lot of work on, you know, spot the mental health and well-being of the kids. And what we've, we've got really, you know, quite a lot of staff in our nurture team. But even like, you know, little things like tending to the plants, you know, the conversations that you'd have with the child whilst you know they're just doing something a bit more informal. You know, you might be walking our dog or doing a bit of gardening. And, the, and it's the conversations that seem to flow from little activities like that. Um, and, and it goes back to, you know, for some, they, they, they might never do a great dance or a great piece of writing, but you know what? They might be really proud of that sunflower that they grew or something like that. You know, yeah. that opportunity to say, you know, I, I want all of our kids to go, you know, have those moments where somebody says, do you know what? That's amazing. That's really brilliant. And, the, and you mean it. The adult means it. And the child feels it. You know, that's for me when the self-esteem grows, you know, self-confidence and stuff like that yeah definitely and also there's, there's gonna there's gonna be i don't know if you probably find this um as well but there's a lot of people and children without gardens at home which don't yeah. um which don't really uh get to even experience any outdoor no the soil and growing of plants but then I, I have a feeling that, you know, I, th I think we talked about this, you know, you don't actually need a garden. It could just be a little pot. You know, I'm literally downstairs. Um, Betsy came home from after school club. She's grown some crest. And oh God, she's loving just watering it and just checking every day. And it's crest in a little tiny cup, you know, that probably cost pennies to put together. Um, but a sense of excitement, you know, it's really cute. You know, yeah. it's really, it's, I'm sure yeah, all of it's exactly the same. Well, we got a pot of soil the other day, and I said, "What have you planted?" 
And she she went, I don't know. And I was like, how can you not remember? For some reason, you know, like uh, Men in Black, I feel like you probably know this as, as a parent and as a teacher, but you know when they do this, the pen thing where it zaps and wipes, like as soon as they walk out of that classroom door, it's like, what have you been up to today? Can't remember. What you been up to? Can't remember. <laughs> you know, it's 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 um it, it's funny because mine do exactly the same. You know, Betty yeah. comes to my nursery at the minute, and I know she's done like all sorts of lovely things, and, and it's like you just don't, don't get anything back. What's the best bit of the day? Play with your friends. You know, you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do get that. Yeah. Totally get it. Turns out that pot of soil uh, was a runner bean, which is growing quite well. Obviously, it better run grow quite well because um, I'll get in trouble if anything. Right? So, uh, I mean, if, if, if she doesn't take a brilliant one back, you know, with you as, as a dad, this, this, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one of my other ones back. And it's not great PR, is it? You know, I could see that like going down a treat on Twitter. You know, you're gonna get trolled and everything. But well, also, I'm a governor now of the school. Oh, fair play to you. That's a lot of responsibility these days, you know. I'd love to have you as one of my governors. Yeah, well, I, I, I got tricked yeah. into it, if I'm totally honest with you. But okay. uh, It's a compliment. Uh, I like you. <laughs> yeah. But my brother, he's just become a governor of his daughter's school. And we were Check filming at, we were filming at Olive School. And the head teacher went, oh, Lee, you'd be a good governor. I was like, would I? <laughs> I was like... Come to the governor meeting. Now I'm a governor. I'm like, okay. A lot of responsibility, honestly. And what, what I think when a governing body works really well, you know, to, to have people outside of our little education board supporting and challenging, I think it's really important. You know, we, we, we're we all in our respective workplace. We're guilty of, you know, living in this little bubble. So actually somebody bringing a different perspective to it is so important. Good on you. It's a big commitment. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. I, in a year's time, I'll let you know how I'm getting on. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I went to my first governor meeting. Three governors were leaving. I don't know if that's a good sign or. <laughs> they tend to go in cycles. We've just had four start. It does tend to be, you know, you, you'll have a, a quite a few leave. I don't know why. I've never thought about that. But we were excited. It's had four new ones start. Um, before I let you go, um, I think I wonder if you've got a top tip for teachers. Um, well, I was going to say top tip for teachers to get their school gardening, but I wonder what's your top lesson that you've learned about trying to get gardening into the school at least? Um, I, you see, from a head teacher's point of view, it's giving people time, you know, actually freeing them up to do it. But I think it's probably keeping it simple. You know, I remember when we first, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll transform the quad and it's going to be amazing. We're going to have this and we're going to have that. We didn't even start it because it just felt completely overwhelming and we didn't get anywhere, you know. Whereas actually, I think the, the the raised beds, you know, even if it was just a pot, if it was a flower, you know, hanging basket, just building up, just building up, you know, that one pot might become two pots. And yeah, uh, just keeping it simple. Definitely, you know, don't get too carried away. It's amazing advice, mate. Um, Dave, <laughs> thanks so much for um, coming on the podcast. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much today for coming on to the podcast. What a great chat. Well, I love that guy. He's got so much time. Um, I did message him. I said, hey, Dave, do you mind, one, coming on the podcast? Two, do you mind uh, just having a little chit-chat about the School Guard Success Plan? And uh, it's such a nice guy. Honestly, I'm sure you know, you can hear from uh, from that chat with him. Um, a really great guy and maybe you're someone that would love to come on the podcast maybe you've got a story maybe you're a parent a teacher uh, anything to do with children's garden or education we'd love 
to have you on the show. Um, it, for me, it's a great like research film because obviously me trying to get into education and the garden side of things massively. Um, it's good for me to like chat to teach and chat to parents, see what teachers really need and what they really want. I think that's what the School Gun Success Plan has successfully done. And hopefully this podcast uh, does exactly the same. So if you are one of these people that have got a story to tell, want to share what you get up to at school, share what you get up to in the family, then please do message me, lee at skinnyjingar.co.uk or drop me a message on the social medias. You can definitely catch me on there. Right. Um, Should we have another song? Let's do it. Oh seven four two three five seven four five two zero. If you want to call in to the show, we have had three incredible people, three incredible people in gardening ed- education and gardening education uh, today on the show. Can we get a fourth who can add a little, a uh, little cherry on top? Do you reckon? Uh, I'd really love Devin Dave. Thanks so much, Dave, for coming on. Uh, tonight's show because um you know i really love having them interviews we're going to make sure we try and get an interview every single month um from someone else in the education like i said just before that song if you think you're that person then please let me know i'd love to hear from you um again dave thanks so much for that right oh seven four two three five seven four five two zero um we've got 20 minutes left and there hold on hold your horses Hello. Hello. Oh, oh! I actually said someone that would be useful on the show. I know I'm not going to be the the cherry on the top, but I have got a question for you. Hit me with your question, Mister Beddows. Yeah, I'm just about to harvest the radish out of the veggie pod. Yeah. Um, Mister Suggett has sent me some pickling onions Paris silver skin. Yeah, they'd be a good one to plant afterwards. What are they seeds though? Yeah. You gonna direct sow them? Yeah. Uh, I would have maybe not I would have started them off inside. Really? Well I would have. The, at this time of year. Well I'm surprised you're I mean, saying that. You're in Manchester, it's gotta be colder up there, isn't it? Actually, quite nice at the minute, which is a change. It is warm down here as well. I suppose we are in May now, aren't we? I keep forgetting we're in May. Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably be all right in the veggie pod, wouldn't you? Because of the yeah, yeah, do it. But it, I've, got, I've still got the I, cover on it and everything. Okay. So. I've got the say. I've got the same seeds, obviously, from Mister Suggett's club. So I um, <laughs> I need to do to do the same, I suppose. It sounds too many for me. I've got no wet bottom. A lot of seeds, a lot of seeds. I'm going to try my... i tell you, here we go. You direct some into the veggie pod. I'll do mine inside to begin with, and we'll see who does the best. Right. Challenge? Well, I'll go see what happens. All right, okay. Um, do you have a nice time in Spain? Do you go to Spain, innit? Yeah, it went down near Malaga. Yeah. But we were up in the hills, so a thousand feet up, so it rained a lot. Oh, no, so you didn't see much sunshine. No, very little. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Bet you'll be back here, don't you? No wonder you think it's so warm up that way. It, it's warmer here than it was in Spain. Unbelievable. Believe it or not. Unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, 
Well, that's good. You've been out in the garden more than Bellows. Yes. Been like, well, not so much in the garden. I've been throwing seeds in the greenhouse. Yeah. Well, you're lucky you've got a greenhouse. I've yet to get in the uh, garden and get things sorted out. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely this is the month for it, isn't it? I hope so. <laughs> oh, the weather lost. You are uh, going to be growing some tomatoes and such. With, it's always tomatoes with the grandkids. Uh, the tomatoes in already. Uh, we harvested the first lot of overwintered peas Ooh, nice last one. weekend. Good work. In the greenhouse. They, they were grown in the greenhouse. Let me that it wasn't outdoors. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good. So, yeah, they, they loved it. Oh, nice one, man. So I ended up finding the peas. So, yeah, so I sown some more peas, some tumbling tomatoes, chives I put in this week, nasturtiums that were going in the flower pot around the front. Um, oh, nasturtiums, yeah. I, I, I think what else? Sweet peas, they've gone in. Nice. You got a whole, whole, whole uh, selection of stuff then. Yeah, well, Trish likes her florals, so yeah. I have to do a mix. Yeah, well, it's good for the bees, isn't it? Trouble, trouble is, she's flying back to Spain on Sunday, so... And leaving you on your own? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. You've got loads of time to sit. Don't, just don't sit down, um, Beddows. Make sure you get out there, wouldn't you? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't it? I know what's going to happen. Next time I speak to you, you'll be like, yeah, I was going to, but um, just thought I'd chill out. Uh, well, we did bring 35 litres of red wine back with us. Mm, we haven't got a drink at Which... all this summer. Uh, I don't think it'll last till summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's good to hear from you, man. You're sounding well. It's, it's dirt cheap. It wow. was seven euros, five litres. Five litres, well. Um, you go easy, mate. Oh, yeah. Rationing it. <laughs> Rationing. Uh, <laughs> um, dudes, love no it. Worries. It's, it's nice to hear you back on air again, to be honest. Yeah, I pop up and now and again. Next time I'm on is Tuesday the 24th. I'm sort of, I tried to do it every Thursday. End of, I mean, I'm not as good as Suggett, but um, end of the Thursday. But if you really, I tell you what, if you really miss my dulcet tones, I've got a podcast out that's a daily podcast now, so you can hear me every morning. Oh, right. Where's that? It's called uh, Diary of a Skinny Jean Gardener. So, you know, like a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you got you just click on your podcast catcher or whatever you listen to them on. Diary of a Skinny Jean Gardener, and you get me talking um, on there. Oh, I'll have to have a listen to that then. Every morning. Sometimes I might be happy. No problem. Most of the time I'll be grumpy. Did, did you listen to Soggit this week? I always listen to Suggett, of course. I was on his podcast, so of course I'd listen to him. No, I mean his live show. Oh, his live show. I did listen to the live show, yes. In the van. It was it was amazing to say he was stuck in a car park in his van. He that man He did really well. I mean, I am you've got to give it to him. Every Sunday the geezer shows up uh, and does amazing stuff, so good on him. Yeah. Fabulous, isn't he? He's a, he's a, he's not, well, not, not, not to say that you're not. Uh, no, I mean, you've got to give it to him. Is that he shows up? Yeah. So, you know, what can I say? I'm too, uh, I'm too, right. too busy. I'll let you go. You've got 
16 and a half minutes to go. Counting so. down, my friend. See you later. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, fantastic, Mr. Beddows there. I ain't from Beddows. He's not been on the show for a while. It's lovely to hear from him. He's always out in the garden uh, with his grandkids, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, even I've noticed it, especially more this year. Yeah, you may not have seen me show up for these live shows uh, like Suggett does. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, there's mainly because I've been doing this school guns access plan. It's taken over my entire life um, trying to get that off the ground and, and support teachers, um, which means this sort of thing. I do miss this. I did, I did think the other day, I thought, oh, maybe I'll start coming back weekly, but it's, it's just not happening at the moment to juggle, uh, to juggle famo life and skinging garden and school success life. Is a, is a, a difficult mix, but yeah, like I said, I am doing them little ten minute uh, morning breakfast podcast. So diary of a skinny gardener. If you want to listen to that, and that is also because I wanted to. I, I, there's a lot going on. I do talk about it on this podcast a bit, but the rest of the episodes on this podcast are um, are either gardening for teachers or parents, and so I sort of missed out of talking about myself and as you know i love talking about myself so um so that's a little outlet for that diary of a skinny jean gardener if you want to listen to more of that now what was i saying before the lovely mr beddows interrupted we have got about 15 minutes left of this so 07423574520 if you uh, want to call in um i think beddows could be the cherry on top it's lovely to hear from him um but uh what was i what was i saying does anyone remember remember what i was saying it's totally gone out of my head um no it's totally gone it's, it's bellows is a, a proper I've, I've lost it <laughs> right uh what i can talk about though is next week i'm going on then this will be an interesting one for the diary of the skinny gin gardener um i'm going on tour just to let any teachers listening wicked have 200 litres of peat-free compost, £20. Oh, just to let any teachers... I'm going to say Wix's. Uh, just to let anyone, any teachers listening know, um, Stuart says that Wix's have 200 litres of peat-free compost for £20. Brilliant. Keep it peat-free, everybody. It's the best thing we can do. Um, yeah, so next week I'm going on this tour, which is going to be amazing. So if you want to listen and hear about that, that's going to be on um, that Diary of a Skinny Gene Gardener every day. I'll let you give you a good old update of what's happening there but um i'm very excited about that we're going to visit 15 schools in one week and we're going to be doing lessons on um on bees and wildflowers obviously course wildflowers uh, and then we're going to be talking about show gardens and planning and the theme everybody is the queen's jubilee oh yes and that brings me on is what I was going to say, I remember now. That brings me on to this story uh, to end today's show. Queen will not take part in this year's garden parties, Buckingham Palace says. The monarch has recently struggled with mobility issues and was forced to pull out of some of the events, but last week appeared in high spirits as she met Switzerland's president at Windsor Castle. Um, the Queen will not attend this year's annual garden parties and will be represented by other family members. Um, 
which got me thinking. Sad for the Queen. Obviously, I bet she'll come to the main one, wouldn't she? She'll go to the main one. But um, what are you doing this year? I'm not inviting you over. I should mention that. For the Queen's Jubilee, will you be prepping your garden for that? And will you be getting your school um, to celebrate outside in your school garden? Perhaps you could grow something ready for then. You've got about a month left to go, right? I'm going to be... Oh, hang on. You won't even be at school. If you... The Jubilee's on the Thursday, isn't it? Oh, you won't even be at school. So teachers will be having a lovely time. I'll be at Eden Project, everybody, for the whole week. And I'll be celebrating the Queen's Jubilee down in Eden's Project. Eden's, Eden's, yes, Eden's Project um, for that week. So I wonder what you're going to be planning. Um, I don't know many people that I've spoken to that thought about it yet, or perhaps they just haven't invited me to their parties. Um, but we've got a couple of weeks left to prep our gardens and get ready for that party. Not only is it the Queen's Jubilee that week, it's also National Children's Gardening Week. Week, week. That's right. National Children's Gardening Week is coming up this month. Um, and so if you want to get involved, then head to uh, the National Children's Garden Week website. Where there's some ideas on there. You'll also be able to watch out for it this month. You'll also be able to get my book on offer, everyone, at skinnygingarden.co.uk forward slash shop. An amazing deal. I'm not going to say what the deal is. You're going to have to go on the website to go and check out what it is. Um, an amazing deal for the book. That will probably be the most discounted to celebrate National Children's Garden, the most discounted I've ever had it on there. Um, I've gone, I've gone wild with the discounts. That's Coogee Garden, Coogee Key, Fools That Shop, all for National Children's Garden Week. Someone actually told me the other day. I said, "Have you heard of National Children's Garden Week?" They said, "No." I said, "That is unbelievable. What is going on in the world that we don't celebrate this amazing week? It's National Children's Garden Week. Come on, everybody." Um, so if you are celebrating that, congratulations, nice one. Uh, get outside with the kids. I'll probably do a special, I might do a little special podcast um, just for that week, actually. How about it? I love this. I love this new Teacher Parent gar uh, Garden Club podcast because it means we can do so much more with it, like get phone calls from the top three, well, yeah, sure, three people tonight. No, three, yeah, we have had three We've had... Stuart, thanks, Stu, for always calling at the start of the show. Marcus, fantastic. Ian Beddows, and our amazing guest, everybody, uh, Mr. Dave McPartland. What a show. Thank you very much, everyone. I think, do you know what? I'm going to round it up here. Um, I just want to say uh, this month in May, uh, I will be at Idle Home Show on the 27th. Then the week after, I'm at Eden Project. I'll also be bringing you a Chelsea special, which I'm very excited about. So watch out for that. Um, and if you listen and take part on the lives, I will be live Tuesday, the 24th of May for a very special Chelsea Flower Show podcast. So watch out for that. And I'll probably do uh, a National Children's Garden Week 
podcast as well. Uh, Stuart says, just to end off, uh, Dave was just amazing. Great listen. Uh, really, honestly, uh, an absolute uh, incredible example of a head teacher uh, that we can get on the podcast. I'm sure we're going to find many more um, throughout this year. Um, so that's it from me, everybody. Thanks so much to everyone that's called in, commented. I really do appreciate it. Um, the 24th, remember, if you want to listen to that one, but go and enjoy the sunshine. I absolutely love doing this. Um, so thanks very much. Much love. And I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Mm-hmm.